0: in this episode we're going to kind of join the conversation a little bit in the middle of things doyle and i had started a conversation in a sort of meta sense to talk about what the episode was going to be about and in doing that we kind of started engaging in a little more details around it uh, so i think we're going to pick up here where doyle is talking about you know kind of a, a balance and and i think we get really the the tail end of this but the the balance of um Views where some individuals look at things purely from a you know very rationalistic uh, science type of a view you know s- the scientific mind which is not a negative just that some people do that in extremists and to the exclusion of uh, considering other sources of information that may not be you know scientifically testable scientifically provable but um, have usefulness in life um, and then also the other side of that as well those who uh, discount the necessity and the value of that rationalistic approach to uh to to understanding things into starting to to come to know information and to know things that are approximating truth and we talk a little bit more about that i believe in the podcast as well so just to give you that preface we are kind of in the middle of that at, um, as the recording did not begin until I realized that we were deep in the uh, the topic itself so I uh, hope that you enjoy and I hope that you find this beneficial
1: versus just a just a, a clump of cells right right that just so happened to have formed a certain way and and developed abilities and 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 you know capabilities and things of that sort different than other forms of life well and when it all comes down to it
0: it's like meaning right mm-hmm. it is that uh you want to people want to use the word god people don't want to use the word god whatever but the reality is if you don't have some sort of connection to a uh, transcendent meaning then you are on the path to nihilism and then at that point it's like why are you doing anything Like literally, because like even a nihilist doesn't uh, really care about a hedonistic experience, right? Uh, I mean, now maybe you do, but then how much do you, are you a nihilist or are you just a pure hedonist, right? And so I think that, um, I think both nihilism and hedonism are uh, detrimental to forget about society forget about all humanity but just talk about the individual i think that nihilism and hedonism are ultimately detrimental to even the concept of the individual because what you're doing you're saying i don't want to be me right Right? because like i I don't want this or because there's no reason for this that's the nihilist or, or i don't want this i'm always trying to escape this that's the hedonist and so it's very interesting where people want to like you know like like i think about the militant atheists right and i don't want to say all atheists because some atheists are plugged into other transcendent meaning and i think that what they don't understand is they're really tapping into the concept of god and they're just they just they have such a distaste for the word god they don't want to use it but like the real militant atheists like anti-christian atheists anti-religion atheists um is a a person who has been so stripped of their own personal power for so long that they've realized that, oh, I can say this and nobody can stop me. They're starting to touch that power, but they're touching it in a perverted way. And I don't mean it from the sense of, they're not allowed they shouldn't be allowed to say that or do that i mean it from the sense of it's not useful for them to be taking be taking that perspective it's a waste of time literal waste of time it doesn't make their life better and it doesn't make the people who they're targeting life better the only person it may make life better in the very short run is the other people who are in that echo chamber with them and they're like yeah yeah when they get that reinforcement but only for that period of reinforcement does it do any kind of positive quote-unquote at all and now the episode proper All right, so this episode, we're going to start things a little bit differently than normal. Um, uh, As you heard earlier, we were talking a little bit uh, before we got started, and and so topics are really unfolding, so we're just going to kind of roll with that today. Um, And so kind of what we got to talking about is uh, having meaning in one's life and letting that kind of drive what they do and how much that I think most people are driven by some meaning, and I think this may be the the real meat of of what we talk about. Uh, most people are driven by some meaning, even if they're like fully unconscious of that meaning. And uh, it's really interesting when um, to see, or maybe I should say, it's interesting to see how people behave when they're under the influence of unconscious meaning. Uh, and, and the reality is, and this is kind of the scary part of it, that. Um, when people are operating uh, according to an unconscious meaning then uh they are usually unaware when a third party replaces that meaning with some other meaning yet they still continue to follow this unconscious transcendent me- or this unconscious meaning i should say um and i think that a lot of uh from i mean this is me speaking my perspective now um a lot of um That let's say faculty of following meaning is very conducive to positive human ends when we become conscious of what that meaning is and even more so when we decide what that meaning is going to be and be conscious of what that meaning is and let that drive us. And even, and I would say, most powerfully is when we consciously decide for that meaning to be something transcendent. So, meaning something beyond us, beyond just necessarily what's best for us in our life. Um, maybe that's better for society. Maybe that's better for the world. Um, and uh, you have to be careful when you do that. I think because I think a lot of people are like that and want to do that, but then they take action starting on the outside instead of starting on the inside. Right? It, it's it's like Uh, you have to build out right you have to make yourself strong and then you have to make those around you strong and then you have to make those a little farther out around you strong and then out 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 uh and then uh you you, very rarely can you focus directly on any more than those first two or three levels right you know i think that's something like yourself your family your community um or maybe it's yourself your family a a group within your community like maybe a, a a religious organization or a civic organization and then your full community and then at that point it starts getting a little fuzzy i mean like in the united states your state or the country world there's very little i think that you can do directly and this is it doesn't matter who you are i mean even if you're the president of the united states i still think there's very little you can do to fundamentally change the world but you can do things that have the effect of eventually changing the world, but you can't focus on the wanting to change the world. So we can talk a little bit more in detail about that in a little bit. But I think that it's, it bears some unpacking this idea that uh, almost all human activity is driven by some meaning, whether conscious or unconscious meaning. And um, if it's not, we could talk about what, that, what we think that looks like and, and and not to say that we're going to hit everything because I think that, that, you know, we all have blind spots about some stuff, but I think it'd be an interesting conversation to have.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're right. And one thing I'll add to what you said about, you know, people, they, they, they act and they, and they are, they exist uh, based on some meaning they, they've embraced. Yeah. And, and w- whether it's subconscious or conscious. But the, the thing I want to add is it's really key that it this kind of gets into something we've talked about in the past about about truth about genuineness of what they believe right or or what their what that influence is um the the scary part and this is the the the, you sort of you alluded to it earlier you mentioned earlier about third parties can sometimes can can swap out uh uh, unbeknownst sometimes to the individual uh some some and and it's not the word you use but some ulterior some false some uh manipulative meaning uh or or at least not not the meaning but a substitute for what the person individual believes is the meaning and they can be they can be manipulated um, so I think it it's it's behooves the, the the person the individual and and this is something you've talked about before that it, it begins with the individual it has to right it has to inside out because you can't you can't be external you got to be internal right. and then and then what what uh, hopefully what you're revealing is is the revelation of of that internal truth truth being. Absolute, not what your truth, and my truth, or someone else's truth. I mean, that's a belief. That's not necessarily truth. Truth is, regardless of whether we believe it or not, it 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 exists. It's it's uh it is uh, um, provable or or it's as existential. Uh, and and I think that's the thing that people don't spend enough time thinking about it, right? And so they they go through uh, a lot of people go through this 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 existence we call life. Um, Living out uh, a a belief or a meaning that may not be true, right? And and that's scary. And and I think the 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 mission, the the purpose, is to is to establish the truth, and and then find meaning from that. And then I think that's where we that's where we get into this this whole uh, discussion of uh. uh what people would call uh faith religion spiritual being and, and things of that sort and that's where a lot of people have different you know we've talked about have different perspectives and even different emotions based on it. some people uh you know you've you've used the term that they they're um uh, uh i forget what term you use but it's some uh, atheists they they don't believe in a god but it's more the concept of the God that they don't believe in, right? The, 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 how it's been portrayed to them, right. not necessarily the, the true, the truth of, of of a of a of a thing called God or the thing that people call God, or I hate to call it a thing, but 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 a in a meaning that that is called God, right? Uh, and and they they sort of dig heels in rather than you know necessarily necessarily searching for the The truth or the genuineness of it, and then finding meaning connected or related around what they what they determine to be genuine, right? Obviously, we have our human nature when when I talk about truth uh, versus you know perspective or opinion the, uh, I, I get it that truth is I believe truth is absolute, but my perception of what that truth means is going to influence how I how I internalize it. It's right? Right. like any individual. So
0: or express um, it even. I mean, and it, it doesn't mean that it's an untrue expression either. It's just you're kind of mixing your personality with stuff. you're mixing your perspective, you're mixing your experience. And that's why this is why I think and this is going back to something we've said before uh, or I know I haven't I'm sh- I, I'm fully certain you believe this too. That's why the individual is so important and so valuable is that That mixing of who they are with the truth is what gives us the ability to understand truth at a deeper level, right? Because we can't understand uh, our ability to understand something is limited by our ability to perceive. And. Our one individual's ability to perceive is not the same as another individual's ability to perceive. So the more of us that can perceive truth, the more we know about truth. It's not that truth changes, it's that our understanding of truth deepens and that is so important and i think and 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 people realize this in the scientific world right that's why you have you know dozens of teams trying to replicate the same not trying to replicate doing the same experiments to see if they replicate the same results right because the more that you do that, what you could do is you could find the cross-section across all of those results and say, okay, well, this is something we've learned. This is always happening, right? So this is the way we're finding truth in that sense. Well, it's the same way when it comes to things outside of science, when it comes to what's, uh, how is a successful way to live, you know, or, or, you know, whatever you mean by success, right? It doesn't, success doesn't have to be monetary success. It could be all kinds of different success. Um you know, when you have multiple different people, this is why I think it's so beneficial for uh, if if you want to achieve something in life, try to find as many people as you can who's who have achieved it, and look about what see what they say that they do and how they approached it. And you'll you'll what you'll do is you'll you'll have some sort of uh, uh, residual or or, or cross section across all of that that is the same. And that's what you need to be doing, right? Because that, that, that's, that's the truth in what, how they got to where they are. Uh, not to say that the other part's untrue. That doesn't mean that at all. But what that means is that that is the, the objective, like undis- indisputable truth, right? Yeah. And so I think it's, it's important for us to, to understand that um, that doesn't mean that it changes truth, that my truth is different than your truth. What that means is my perspective is different than your perspective. And here are the things about truth that we're seeing, right? Right. It's, it's a subtle difference, but it's an important difference.
1: Oh, I think, I think it is absolutely crucial. Uh, especially in in present times, and and I know we've in, in our discussions we've we've, we've uh, uh, endeavored very very diligently to to not politicize things. And I want to make something a statement that probably is going to sound like it's political, and I don't mean it to be. I mean this is is I mean it to be just representing uh, an observation. When we talk about science, right, and, and in today's time, in uh, you know in with with the political climate and environment that we find ourselves in. Uh, a lot of people are saying, "Well, just follow the science," and, and on both sides of the, or on all the spectrum of, of the political thing, So I'm not really talking political, but but what you described, and, and I read an interesting article this morning. So I think, uh, uh, I think that some of these things happen for a reason, right? This article I encountered had to do with with, with science. And it was not related to the to the circumstances that that we're currently you know uh, living within around the world with the pandemic and and COVID nineteen and all that. It was more uh, just a a general article about science and research. Actually, it was about this uh, research that Harvard did about happiness, a seventy five year study or something like that. Yeah, but note a
0: seventy five year study. We'll talk about that later,
1: right? Um, And it uh, it talked about how even science understands true science understands that you begin with assumptions yeah right so so science isn't truth science is just a method to pursue truth does that does that make sense that was totally. what i gleaned from that yeah absolutely and and and, and so uh, you know i think a lot of times people ascribe absoluteness they, they ascribe truth to certain things that they have faith in and, and that's that's understandable but i don't think they're one in the same they're not equivalent and i think what you d- described just a few moments ago is 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 absolutely uh the, how i perceive you know the the, the truth uh, truth is uh indisputable you can't disprove truth right now that doesn't mean you can't do something that, that makes it look like it's disputable All right. or disputed but then that's then that just tells you that begins with an assumption like science and and science has to have, you know, studies have to be have to be repeated, double blind and and independent. And, but even and then, then, this is the
0: thing that. OK, so uh, and I'm going to wave a, a little bit of a flag and and I don't have a lot of authority to wave this flag, but I, I have at least some. And I and again, as always, anything that I say or claim, I am happy to have an open conversation, recorded public conversation with anybody about this even science does not, uh, prove anything. This is what people need to understand. Science never proves in, okay. Science in that, in the sense, like what you're talking about now, if we're talking about something more stru- uh, strict, like mathematics, if you want to call mathematics a science, some people do, some people don't. I understand that. Um, yes, you can prove things in mathematics, but then again, to your point, it's still based on your assumptions. Every mathematical proof starts with assumptions. Now, maybe they're well-founded assumptions, right? Maybe they're assumptions that they themselves have been proven. Well, those well, you can take that all back, right? That's the thing about uh, mathematics is there's uh, probably two to five different things that if you were able to disprove them, you could basically crumble all of mathematics. And funny if you could disprove that then that's not even true i mean that's only true for certain things right so there's it's way more abstract than that even which is weird to say to somebody who's not studied mathematics but either way uh i'm talking about things like you have to talk about literal space like things like literal what like what is a number where do numbers come from that countability how do you count things like that um so anyway, uh but but my point being though, let's set mathematics aside. I'm talking more like, you know, physics, chemistry, biology, all of those and, and 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 that's what's funny is like mathematics is like a language kind of. This is kind of how I view it. Mathematics is a language, and the farther you get away from that language, the less precise the truth, the things that you know from science. I won't say truth, the things that you know from science, the less precise that they are, right? So physics is really close to mathematics. So the things that we know from physics are um pretty clear except for when we get out fuzzy in the, the the kind of theoretical stuff where people literally are just making stuff up and seeing if it fits because that's what theoretical physics is these days it's really terrible and trash and let's talk about it if you think otherwise um uh but then you get out to like chemistry which is like a, another kind of step from physics and uh it it's very it, it's still pretty clear because you can go into a laboratory and you can do stuff with chemicals and you can see what happens right and there's a whole language around that too of how to understand and interpret what's going on there so yeah there's some stuff there that's fuzzy too but it's still it's pretty it's still pretty hard but then you get out into, like, biology, and then it becomes, like, like exponentially weirder because you have so many different things that interact that, like, you can't even, it's hard to even calculate how many things are going on, let alone observe all of them, let alone observe how the interaction on these millions and maybe billions of different processes interact and, and cause different things to happen. But then you get even farther and then you start getting to more of the soft sciences like psychology and sociology and all that. And it's like, yeah, to some degree that there, there's some structure there. But like you talk about a human's brain, like who knows what all is going on? We know we don't know, you know, 10 percent of what's going on, 20 percent of what's going on with all of that. And so when people try to claim uh, like, you know, that follow like your, your, your statement that is clearly everywhere these days. Follow the science. One, let, let's let's just put aside Uh, What I just said about that uh, kind of fuzziness as it goes out from like mathematics, uh, follow the science. You can't do any realistic scientific studies in less than a year. Like, you can, you can do some stuff to approximate some things and make some guesses and get some early results and un- early understandings, but you're not doing full-on science in less than a year. I'm sorry that, that you're, you're bastardizing the word science if you say that you are or think that you are. And the thing is, they're just waving it around and be like, don't think, trust us. Right. We're giving you truth. Right. And so they're trying to substitute their word as truth and and not even actually going through the process that we have to best approximate it being in your words, I think, true science, real science. um, And and so that that really upsets me as someone who used to consider himself somewhat of a scientist i really don't anymore not because of all of that the political stuff but mainly because i've lost interest in the things that are farther away from mathematics uh you know i used to have a lot more interest than i do uh now Uh, except for psychology that's one that i still because i because i think that there's a lot there that transcends this whole narrative of science versus belief right because that that Psychology is superordinate to that, right? It has to be um because uh there's no concept of science or belief without psychology. Now, does that mean we know any more about psychology? Maybe not, I don't know. But there's a whole lot of literature that helps us get good results. And so, that's almost as important as understanding the reality of the objective truth, I think.
1: Yeah. So anyway, the the point I'm trying to get to here is that
0: People who don't understand what's actually going on in scientific research, and uh, you know, and and how teams arrive at results, how teams uh, are motivated to take on certain types of research, how multiple teams, uh, you know, engage in the same experiments to try to duplicate or replicate—let's say not duplicate—replicate results. Um, If you don't understand uh, at least some degree of all that process, then and then I, I and I mean no no disrespect by saying this. You have no basis to claim anything about follow the science or I'm doing what the science says. You don't know what the science is, and it's okay. You don't have to. You don't need to. But you also don't have to or need to use it as a uh a billy club on people,
1: right? Well, I think that goes back to the point you made earlier and I had I've already repeated it, that uh people uh, you know, Exist, be that they are, based on some beliefs or belief system or or meaning that they give to it, and then what 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 you said was that people can substitute, you know, because if people aren't certain what they believe, what their meaning is, something can be nefariously substituted in its place. And I think the, the what we're talking about this here about science using science as as a club is is an attempt to you know it's also it's used as a club directly but it's also used as this nefarious subtle way of well no one can dispute science because it's the truth right and that's what that's one the reason why i brought that point up is that i don't think science and the truth are the same i think right. science tries to reveal truth tries to tries to science tends to be a light
0: right that's what it's trying to be as a light to f- say okay what can we find
1: with this Right, yeah, it it in itself is not the truth, and and that's that's the thing that that I think is is uh, we're talking about is is we're, we're, we believe is how or I believe is happening or or people are attempting to make happen.
0: So here's it, we've, we have two problematic states that we're in right now with regards to this topic. Uh, one is we have the actors who are trying to be duplicitous, where they're trying to represent something as something that it's not, but it's something that people are already align with, so they take it in and believe everything that falls back from that in their word. That's that's duplicitous, deceitful, and evil. And then the other part of it is people who, uh, and again, I don't mean disrespect by this because we all do this to some degree or another. I just think that that it's particularly dangerous the things that people are doing about it now, which maybe that's always the case probably that's always the case it's just we're so focused on it right now thinking about it so much right now and the problem is that people have a tendency to immediately believe this is i'm gonna i'll I'll state this and then i'll I'll, we're gonna have a laugh about it when i state where where this comes from uh this articulation of it people believe things that they either want to be true or are afraid are true right if I want this to be true, like, like I I really believe that, you know, um, I I don't want to be too controversial with what I say here, but uh, like if I, if I really believe that standing six feet apart from somebody is going to keep me safe, if I want to believe that. And then somebody tells me, well, Oh, look at this paper. It says that you're right. That I'm going to believe that. And I'm not going to read the paper. I'm just going to take it. And I'm yeah. I see. I was right. I'm good. I got reinforced there. Uh, or if I'm like, Uh, If I'm really afraid and I say, uh, if everybody, if if I don't wear a mask, then I'm going to get sick. Um, because I'm I'm afraid that I get sick and I die, right? Because I'm really afraid, of that. and and, I, and I'm not saying that that's an unreasonable, uh, unreasonable perspective to have. I'm definitely not saying that. I'm just saying if somebody feels that way and they have that fear, and then somebody comes out and has a paper and says, "Look, you have a 99% chance of getting this virus if you don't wear a mask." Oh, you're right. Okay, I'm going to wear this mask. I was I know I was totally right. Then you don't even you don't even, they don't even read the details behind it or anything like that. So they that's
1: trust the notorious.
0: They. Right. Well, wherever it comes from, right? It doesn't, it doesn't matter because there's lots of places where all of this is coming from. Sure. And I'm not saying that those things aren't reasonable to do. And we shouldn't do those things. I'm definitely not saying don't wear a mask, I'm not saying don't stand six feet apart from each other. Uh, I'm saying uh, we need to be, we need to investigate things before we just accept them on their face. But what's really funny where that comes from is wizard's first rule. That is wizard's first rule like the the uh, uh Terry Goodkind books. So uh this is the Sword of truth series. You know, I have talked to you about them before. We've I I've, I've read these for very very long time. Um it's very interesting how he has a lot of human psychology and sociology built into his world. And that's a lot of what that whole series is about and uh, why I resonate with it so much, but that is wizard's first rule. People will believe anything that they're, uh, they want to be true or anything that they are afraid is true. Okay. And it's so, it's so true. And then and, and it's so dangerous. That's the thing is that people, it, it's like, it's almost like people just want to be in an echo chamber. And we see that proved out again in social media because guess what? We have a whole lot of different echo chambers that get formed. Sure. And it's really hard, and this is something that I've tried to be very vigilant against and, and have probably to some degree failed, and I'm trying to get better about it is to stay out of echo chambers. Not saying don't associate with people who are clearly in an echo chamber or don't you know listen to them or watch them, but try to be intentional about. Stepping outside of that chamber as often as possible and looking at things that count contradict and counteract your perspective as often as possible, not to take them in and accept them just as truth on their face, but to inspect them, too. And you should inspect the things that come to you inside of your inside of any echo chambers you may find yourself in or near uh, without just accepting it on its face, too. You should also read the detail behind that. And that's difficult, and that takes time, and that takes a lot of focus, and that takes a lot of energy, and that's why almost nobody it does
1: it. It <laughs> takes effort, energy, and it also uh, takes responsibility and accountability.
0: That is, that is the
1: taking responsibility and accountability. Right. That, that, that action is doing that. I know, but, I mean, but people are afraid of making decisions, afraid of taking a stance, making a stance, because of the, the perceived consequences. Right. That's and what but, but they're not what they're not doing is weighing that against the consequences of not taking a stance and not inspecting and not being accountable and being responsible. Right. That, that's they're looking at. It's easier to, to not do those things when all it is, is it, it makes it makes you a sheep. It makes you a sheep to the slaughter. Right. Well, it's it, ah. People can lead you uh, down, down a path that uh, is not of your choosing. Right,
0: I I I don't like the the um, imagery of the sheep in the slaughter, not least of which because of that, I, I think that that's generally distasteful. But even aside from that, I think that it's a little too uh, inflammatory uh, because of the context in which the sheep metaphor is used in society. And maybe you're not as plugged into that because I know you're not in social media and stuff as much as I am. Uh, when people talk about sheep, it, it, it's usually in a um ironic way of using it as a derogatory way to address people who aren't trying to be aware of what they are and so i th- that's why i try to shy away from it and i know you didn't mean it that way when you said no, so. No.
1: No, uh, not, not, not uh, in, in a social but, way no but but the, sheep, sheep are vulnerable that, i that's, think that's yeah i understand but the thing is
0: that that that, uh, and and i'm not i'm going too hard on this but uh, that whole metaphor is an attempt to emotionalize the state of the truth of this thing and then i want to sit back and talk about the truth the truth is you can't not make a decision and this is i think was what you're saying you can't not make a decision because to not do this thing is to is to decide to not do anything potentially right and if you do that then just like you said you're you're completely manipulatable and you're going to follow whatever that emotion that hits you hardest you're going to follow that and that is usually whatever echo chamber you're already in in this thing that comes to you that's just like oh see here reinforce what you already believe the problem is it's very likely if you're the kind of person who makes it who makes the decision to not make a decision, then you've already taken this kind of a narrative from somebody else because you find yourself inside of this whole world where everything is framed to pull you into one narrative or another. And if you're not making the decision to take on that responsibility, to think for yourself, to do your own research, to really put into it. And it's understandable why one would not, because it's extremely difficult to do. I won't say it's extremely difficult. It's difficult to do. It takes a lot of energy and a lot of energy that, you know, you may not want to spend on that to fully understand that the thing is you're probably not aware that you're getting sucked into a whole cadre of people i won't say a flock a cadre of people who are who are aligned in that same way and are not taking an active role in anything about the world and that's all here's the, here's the thing that I want to speak about that. I don't think that many people do because a lot of times when people talk about this topic like you and I are, especially kind of at the the philosophical level that you and I are, people want to make a claim that like you need to change that. I don't think people need to change that at all. I think people just need to become aware that that's what they're doing. That's all they need to do. But the thing is, if people become aware nine times out of ten, they're going to change it because then they're going to feel disgraced. They're going to feel
1: taken advantage of. They're going to feel upset that they find themselves there we we sort of ties it back to the the the, the comment i made earlier in this discussion that the the they've examined the genuineness of the meaning behind their their being right how they're being and doing and thinking and feeling um uh, and it you know it they are uh, trying to approximate truth trying to get closer to to real truth and you know uh, obviously it's i think it's it's a, uh, you know, it's like, it's it's like perfection. You know, you never get perfection. So you, you don't, you don't strive for perfection. You strive for excellence. You know, truth may, may not be fully realizable, but we try to approximate it by the, the genuineness of, of our discovery, the genuineness of our, of our search, the, 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 uh, uh, the, the, uh, I'm trying to say it without using the word truth, but, but the, the, the genuineness, I guess is the only thing I can keep coming back to the genuineness of our efforts and, and the th- things that we encounter and the gleaning of the things that sincerity, aren't, the sincerity that's a great, great substitute word, a better word. Um, uh, the sincerity of, of what we're after and then gleaning and, and cleaning out those things that, that aren't that, right? Because yeah. we'll encounter those things. Oh, yeah, that's the hard part you know because you 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 one person may have and you know you have all these thoughts these beliefs these things that you thought were truth and then when you dig into it you realize oh that's not the case this is not the case either and so you 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 have to self-inspect you have to you have to self-cleanse of those things that, that aren't supportive of what you're what you're you're at and that's tough like as you said it's hard it's hard to to stop to think to evaluate to filter to you know remove and 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 clean out those things that, that aren't uh, uh supportive of sincerity and of genuineness toward truth and the the that is sin
0: those things that aren't that is, that is that is the definition of sin from my perspective uh sin's an archery term right to miss the mark basically right so you've right. missed the mark of of truth you've missed the mark of being who you are, who you're supposed to be, right? Because there is a you that you're supposed to be. And this is something that I think that a lot of people, uh, if they could really realize it, if they could truly realize this, I think they would, many people would rapidly change their lives that you are not right now in this moment, who you're supposed to be there is a better version of you. And I bet you 100% of people listening to this and 100% of people who hear it know exactly what that better person looks like. Maybe not all of what that better person looks like, but at least one or two facets of what that better person looks like. And because you have that vision for what that better person looks like, that means you have work to do. You have uh, you know things to discover. You have things to learn. You have you know, uh, things to change in your life to get you to be that position. And once you get to that position, you're going to have learned so much. Your mind is going to open so much that you're going to have five more ways that you could be better. And then you've got to pursue those. And then again and again and again, and the, the person may ask, well, where does this end? It doesn't. That's what meaning is, is to become better. You can be better. So you must be better and it's it, it and that, that's me 100% me oh my goodness i could list you 50 different ways that i could be a better person and that i am disappointed in myself that i'm not and of those 50 i can name 45 that i'm not even taking the first step on and moving toward and you know and, and i've got to get better that way if we could all regard our own life in that way that's how you change the world that's how you move the mountain right i mean that is the miracle that you know you can work in your own life and in the world it's just it's it's unfathomable what we could achieve as as humans if only 10 percent
1: of us took that sort of approach to life so so the point you made about uh the, that was the definition of sin um is one of the most profound and moving things that, that i think i've ever heard you say um it, it rang so true when, when i heard you i mean you've, you've used that that term before but that's the definition of sentiment but i mean in in context of this conversation uh, i think you you rang a bell uh with me that that uh i think is super special and and i want us to to get this uh you know shouted from the from the mountaintops because i think i think that's you know most times when people talk about sin they think in terms of of sin being something that separates and it does from from truth uh but i think in context of the conversation we've had here i think that description of sin is is the lever to move t- away from and toward the truth toward truth and uh i think your description of of of, because most people, go, well, how? And and I mean, and and using you know Christian, you know, Christian uh, principles and practices, there is a path right, to to move from sin. But then, then, then that's that's just you know an emotional aspect to somewhat. I mean, it's it's a spiritual, emotional, and belief, but it's not a an, an action. It's not necessarily an action. And what you what you just described is an is an action. Of of moving away from anyway, I I didn't mean to preach, and not trying to to make this you know uh, about uh, Christianity per se. Although I I think it it absolutely is, uh, but that's not. I think it's it's also is applicable to to any other belief system that that anyone embraces as well.
0: Well, that's the thing, and this is where I come from on it. Um, I think Christianity is a system that has a mechanism inside of it that can allow someone to move into truth and to realize the best person they can be. And that is the point of Christianity. That's the point of, I think, all religions um, is for the individual, I think it's twofold, and, and maybe more than that, but certainly two things. One, for the individual to try to make sense and order out of the chaotic world we find ourselves in and to uh, so that so that you have a frame of reference and then to have tools to help you move toward that ideal that that frame of reference sets up and i think that the reason why christianity is so powerful as a religion is because the overriding um idea in christianity is that it is the responsibility of the individual to pursue to the greatest extent you possibly can you know self purification purging all things that aren't adding to yourself uh you know making yourself basically the best person you can be right that's why i think jesus christ is the most power the most powerful figure in any story ever And it's not because of in the mythos, he's the son. I'll say the mythos just just for vernacular. He's the son of God. It's because he represents what a human can be when they forgo all of those things that hold them back. And that's the reason why um, you're supposed to invite Jesus into your heart is because you need to embody that. And when he's in your heart, then you, then you have to be in alignment with that. If you're not in alignment with that, then he's not in your heart. And so the whole idea is it's a, it's a, a psychological trick for people to uh, believe that, oh, crap, I've got to live my life uh, in the right way now that you know, I've invited Jesus into my heart. Because if, if, if I don't make a good home for him, so to speak, then, I, I, then he won't be there. And so it, it it's it's really one of those ways that we as and we as humans do this in in all facets of life where we fool ourselves about something to trick ourselves into doing what's better for us and it's the ultimate way of doing that with your entire life. And I think that's why it's had such staying power as a religion and such, you know, pervasiveness and why you see even now like uh in uh, uh like eastern Asia it really coming to a rise is because uh I, and I think this is one of the most beautiful things about all of that. And this isn't I, I, this has nothing to do with uh, me wanting to see the spread of Christianity, Christianity across the world, because that's not what I want to see, per se. I want to see humans taking that responsibility for their own lives and realizing that the most important thing is for them to live that the most virtuous life that they can and. Um, but I think that it's really special in Eastern Asia because there's so much of that culture that has given up who they are as an individual to that collective culture, and that's been very powerful for them as a culture, especially like you think about Japan and China uh those two countries in particular uh although even you know uh South Korea and, and you know other other places in that that region but let's just talk about particularly China and Japan and let's just say specifically China because that's even I think more um It is going to do more good for humanity in the long run, if this continues in China than anywhere else in the world, Um, that those individuals are starting to realize that, look, these overlords that we have, and let's make no mistake, they have overlords, these overlords that we have don't serve the end that's good for me as an individual. They don't even serve the end that's necessarily good for us as a Chinese society or, you know, and I'm not sure how China breaks down in all its different regions. So I'm sure they 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 feel much more closely connected culturally in their regions than they do all of China, because China's one, a giant landmass and two giant population mass. Mm-hmm. Um, but and that's important. That, and, that, and that's the thing that I think the people need to realize is important is that. Uh, building those strong uh, regions which will decompose to strong cities, which will decompose to strong you know, communities, decompose to strong families, decompose to strong individuals, that's an integrated system. That's a system with literal integrity, right? You knock out one individual from that system, that system's not going to fall down. But think about a, 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 a dictatorship. You knock out that dictator, it's all gone, potentially, because then all his lieutenants are going to be fighting each other to be the dictator. That's why it's so important that that I think, well, I think it's so special and, and heart and heartening that Christianity's starting to take hold in China and in the other, like I said, other places in that region, but specifically China, because the more that that can happen and, and I don't care that it's Christianity, even if it's like, you know, pure libertarianism, right? Focus on that individual and the the self-responsibility uh, that comes with that. Right. And that's that's an important. That's the, that's just as important. Um. I think you'll see that that country really r- transforms itself into something amazing. Um, and, and, and quite honestly, and this may be a little too uh, you know, optimistic or rose-colored glasses, uh, I really think that China can be the next United States. And I mean that in a way that ch- the United States falls and China is the, the, the city-on-a-hill country because if they have a revolution like that they have so much personal integrity from a work ethic perspective right i mean look how hard those people work they have a huge integrity when it comes to family even over there so they they have all of the structure there except for that personal power they've given up to the overlords if they take that back You watch out; they're going to become very powerful. So, and and I don't mean that from a political perspective. I mean that from a spiritual perspective, and that's Mm -hmm. I think the, the the crux here. And this is the last I'll say on my little tirade on on China. This is what I think is the crux of what needs to be realized by many people today: is that the human is a spiritual animal, and that can't be quantified by science and is way more important than any science we could ever do. I'm sorry it is, right? Because the the reality is we've got three things acting right now in the world at odds, and these things are really truly at odds in a lot of different ways. But they have a lot of overlap, and they have a lot of ways that they can come into alignment and and help each other. And this is really funny, because I'm going to break this down to something else in just a minute. Those three things are uh, science... Technology, which those two things are different, and I want to have an episode on how science and technology are at odds because I think that that's important to point out. Science, technology, and spirituality. These three things are kind of like in a Mexican standoff all pointing guns at each other, and it's like, what's going to win? Right now, technology is winning. And I think that's to our benefit that technology is winning over science, at least. But it's to our detriment that technology is losing to spiritual or technology is is over spirituality. We need we need uh, uh, spirituality at top, and then technology subservient to spirituality, and then science subservient to technology. Because when you, if you flip science, then you're going to get weird stuff where it's like something that's like a a, a a result that two labs have gotten is going to start driving your society in a way that it's like, well, why are we even doing this? We don't even know the utility of this. It's just science told us, right? Mm-hmm. But when you ha- when we put spirituality up top, then, then what's best for humans overrides it all. Anyway, those three things are at odds. What's really interesting, we have to get those three things integrated, and then we become... The idealized society, just the same as if you think about alchemical thought, the the thoughts, your uh, emotions, and your actions. The the, so the 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 three different constituents of alchemic alchemical process, the Hermes Trismegistus alchemical process. You align those three things within the individual, then you have the idealized individual. Well, we're just playing this up at the higher level as well with society, and. Everything's fractal like that in life, which is really, really weird. And that's another thing I want to have an episode on: is how everything in life is fractal. And it's like, like chaos, chaos—the fractal part of chaos there, where everything breaks down to just the same constituents at every low level, no matter how low of a level you get. You get down to the atoms, you get down to to protons, you get down to quarks, you get down to gluons, you get down to you know all that kind of stuff at that low of a level, and it's all the same all the way down. There's there's three big things that have to come into alignment to work together to make things really successful at whatever level you're looking at
1: anyway that's gotten very esoteric and (laughs) maybe off the beaten path here no i don't think it's i I don't think it's off the beaten path I, i think it's i think it's a macro a more macro view of something we've been focused on and and it helps to to me to clarify the the back down to the the fundamental individual the meaning part of it yeah right because because that then that that then is the is the epitome, which you just described is the epitome of why meaning matters at the individual level. Right? Because because it's it's not about you you, we didn't say the individual has to has to get a scientific uh foundation or they don't have to have a technological foundation. They don't have to have anything. They have to have a meaning foundation. Right. They have to come from a place of meaning. Right. Which is the spirituality part that you talked about. And and so without that being the guiding force, uh, everything is is because meaning and and again it goes to the point we're talking meaning based on on uh, sincerity and genuineness and truth or, or or as close as we can get to truth uh, the 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 absoluteness of truth that, that uh, beginning with that the others science and technology are are not anywhere in that in that ballpark they they are as you said subordinate and supportive yep. of 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 truth and spirituality, so anyway, this sounds like a really good a good spot for us to to, to pause till the next time I think we've uh, uh, i say we've you've in in some of your discussions have come up with two or three or four really good other topics for us to to to, to chew on in, in, in future podcasts uh, th- These things are getting uh to me uh, funner and funner more fun whatever the, <laughs> the appropriate comparative is or superlative. Understood. Um because because they're getting to be whether or not they're real, right? You know, a lot of our conversations up to this point have been very philosophical, and 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 you know, we both love philosophical conversations. Yeah. But sometimes those philosophical conversations have to be connected to to meaning, have to be connected to 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 life, to execution, or they or what are they're they useless? They completely they become, useless. That's right. And so I think this was this was probably one of the deepest, most connecting. Uh, discussions we've had in, in in that realm, and and we we didn't we didn't uh, sacrifice our philosophy. Uh, conversations to make the connection points and and i really 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 like that. so i think uh uh, well done on your part Uh, i I appreciate your your intellect and your depth of of understanding uh uh, as i said many times i you know i'm the elder of 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 the two of us but but i learn every time we have conversations and i appreciate that so much so of course i enjoy them so much as well so same i I,
0: yeah it's uh it's for me, uh, these kinds of things just rattle around in my brain all the time, and it's, it's really helpful, clarifying, and cathartic
1: to be able to have uh, someone to lend me their ear on it, so I really appreciate you doing that. Well, it sort of doesn't sound like they're rattling. It sounds like they're, they're forming and, and, and maturing in, in, into, into thoughts and into, into uh, dissertations, if you will. So I, I, you do well in, in your catharsis of getting it out, <laughs> forming of the forming of it. So. All right, sir. Uh, we we started this uh, discussion differently than the ones in the past, and, I, and I, in the past, and I think I think it actually gave it some some new energy. I, I really do. I, I think it it, it uh, launched it uh, in in a, in, a, in a new and an amazing way. So I, I kind of think that we may have found something that may be helpful for us uh, going forward. Sounds good. Yeah, I, I'm
0: very energized by this. And uh, as always, though, I appreciate your time, and uh, definitely definitely enjoyed the conversation.
1: All right. Same here until next time.
0: All right. We'll see you.